Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Depending on wherever you are connected from at the moment, I welcome everyone to another session of intercessory prayer and another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. By the way, esteemed family, we're going to be praying for nations of the world. Esteemed family, today we're going to be praying for leaders in, among nations of the world. We're going to pray in tongues of the Spirit and proclaim that leaders of nations, they work in righteousness, they work in love towards the people, that they are aligned to, the, to God's purpose and God's will for the people. We're going to decree and declare that leaders of nations are not used as instruments of, of destruction by the World Economic Forum, by the deep states. We're going to decree and declare that conflict among leaders will not degenerate to the extent that the citizens are the ones who pay with their lives. We're going to cut down every force of evil, demonic influence that plague nations of the world that causes disembodiment in violence, in deception, and in war. We're gonna pray for nations that are currently involved in any form of crisis. We're gonna pray for their leaders and declare and declare that the leaders are wise, that they encounter the spirit of wisdom such that they are able to, be, to, to come out of these situations, that God deliver the people from this tragedy, from this crisis, and that the lives of children and women and men are secured under the influence of good leaders. We're going to pray that every country that is currently having their elections, that God will give them a leader after his own heart, not according to what the leader the people deserve, but the leader that God wants for the people. We're going to be praying using the scriptures in Romans 8.28, and the Amplified Classic says that we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan of for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Everything is working together for nations of the world. Everything is working together to quench crisis among the nations of the world. Everything is working together to bring nations to, to their place of glory, peace and rest. Everything is working together to bring nations to leaders who are after God's own hearts, not according to leaders that the people deserve. Esteemed family, kindly unmute your mic and begin to intercede. Thank <laughs> you. 
Father God, we thank you. Lisa Tunde in the Yizere Vasunde Yeke Vosharabasunte, Makote and Telisa Ivarasunte and the Yizere Baya. We give you thanks, King of Glory, for leaders of nations. Thank you, O God, for peoples of nations across the whole world. Thank you, O God, for your spirit in Tai Kasundilibaya, Makote and Telikasundilibaya is present in all 244 known nations and territories of the world. Your goodness, your glory is cascaded over them. Thank you, O God, for every man, every woman, every child. Father, O God, today in the name of Jesus, Father, we decree and we declare as a family, Antaike sunte libaya, lekete bakuse intalika sunde libaya. Leaders of nations are wise. Leaders of nations are wise, no longer manipulated by the devil and his cohorts of darkness, O God, into schemes and plans that cause misery and pain to the people. In the name of Jesus, today, O God, we cut off every influence of leaders into deception, into violence, into conflict, oh God. Every demonic politics that seeks to lure nations into conflict, be it intra-conflict, inter-conflict, and group conflict. We speak peace upon nations, peace upon leaders. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare, O oh God, nations get leaders that are aligned to God's will and purposes for them, not the leaders that they deserve. Father, O oh God, for we know that if you are to look at the wickedness of the people, Father, O oh God, you will, lead, you will give them a leader that will that, that will quench every laughter and every joy. But, oh God, because you are a merciful God, because you are a merciful God, and you said that the set time to favor Zion is now. The nations of the world are favored, and they come into leadership of good and, and, and passionate leaders, men and women who are yielded to the impulses of the Spirit, men and women who are tutored by the Holy Spirit. Father, for this reason, O oh God, nations enjoy peace and prosperity. In the name of Jesus, nations enjoy tranquility and serenity. In the name of Jesus, oh, there is security across the nations of the world. No more people butchered and littered on the street, oh God. Father, oh God, we thank you, especially, oh God, for the peace that you have caused to rest on nations who are currently embroiled in any sort of conflict, oh God, from Ukraine to Russia, to Afghanistan, to, to Sudan, in the name of Jesus, to Mali, 
Makata la kosete ba la kosele vasunde yikabaya. Mali zele voshadabaya. The peace of the Lord. The peace of the Lord that surpasses all understanding. The peace of the Lord which the sword cannot give because they don't know it. It is because they don't know it that is why they can't give it. But the peace that comes from heaven, the peace that resonates in everyone by the Spirit of God, Father, that peace rests on this nation, O oh God, that suddenly, suddenly men and women drop their weapons and find no reason to fight anymore. Suddenly, O oh God, suddenly, O oh God, all the disagreements they fizzle away. They fizzle away because the Spirit of God ask us the peace of heaven to rest upon the peoples and upon the leaders. Father, O oh God, will thank you. We'll thank you, O oh God, we'll thank you, O oh God, for your glories upon the nations of the world, your glories upon the leaders of nations of the world, your glories upon the people of nations of the world. Father, O oh God, we give you praise. No more nations manipulated, oh God, because of it, because of dependency, because of debt. Father, oh God, we wrestle nations out of the hands of China. We wrestle nations out of the hands of the World Economic Forum. We wrestle nations out of the hands of the deep state. No more and this on and this dark unauthorized networks of power able to manipulate nations anymore. No more, because all nations belong to you, Father. They belong to you, Father. Oh, and no one, the last time I checked, you sit on a throne that no one can contest. The last time I checked, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are the God of all gods, oh God. No man can dare contend with you, Father, oh God. All nations are safe in your hands, for you are the one watching over them. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. All things are working together for our good. As the scripture says in Romans 8.28, everything, everything with the exception of nothing, they are all working together for the good of Nigeria, for the good of Africa, for the good of Europe, for the good of Australia, for the good of the United States, for the good of Antarctica. They are working together. They are working together. They are working together. They are working together. In Asia, it is working together. In the Middle East, it is working together. It is all working together, oh God, for our good. And we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, away. Um, I'll hand over to the esteemed um, Sister Abigail, who will take us in the prayer and the praise and worship session. Thank you, dear esteemed Sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity to lead the house in prayer for the nations of the world. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. God bless you all. Over you mean to me more than anything no can quantify you for anything. Lord, 
you magnificently reign in me. I just love to love you more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, you mean to me more than And anything, no oh God, can quantify you for anything. And Lord, you magnificently reign in me. Lord, I just love to love you, Lord. Uh, yes, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Yeah, my God, yeah. I just love to love you. Yes, I love you, Lord. I love you. Hey, I just love to love you. Yes, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, I just love to love you. Yes. I love you, love you, Lord. I just love to love you, Lord. Hey, Lord, you mean to me more than anything. Kaya Lee, the world can come to fight for Lord, you magnificently reign in me. Kari Ladaga, oh Lord, I just love to love you, Lord. Yebagali Daga, Ziga. Yes, Lord, you mean to us more than anything, more than the riches. No one can quantify you for anything. Kazalaga yega jala makalida yega zega liga yaga yes we love you Lord we love you Lord we just love to love 
love you. Yes, we love you, Lord. We love you. Yes, we just love to love you. Yes, we love you, Lord. We love you. We just love to love you. And yes, I love you, Lord. I love you. My God, I just love to love you. Yes, I, I love you, Lord. I just love to love you. Yes, we just love to love you, O God. We love you, O God. We love you, O God. We just love loving you. You loved us first. You paid the ultimate price for that love. Man, the most expensive investment ever recorded in humanity. What a love. What a love. What a love, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We love the way you love us. We love the way you father us. And all we want to do is to love you, oh God, the Spirit of God. Spirit of God in us causes us to will and to love you. To love you beyond our circumstances. To love you beyond the expectations of this world. To love you in all times and in all seasons. We love you, Father. And we have trust in your unfailing love for us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, is there someone here who is overflowing with love for the Father? Oh, he's such an amazing God. He's an amazing God. You know, loving God is, is, is so satisfying. I remember this um, love word song that says, I am satisfied in your love. You know, for me, that love and this, um, this other one, the greatest love, right? Ah, oh, those are my award-winning love songs. You know, oh, no, no, no. Anytime I sing that song or I hear it, I just have to cry. The love of the Father is, is you, you, you know, ah. Oh. Oh, and the composer of that song had to say that we are satisfied in his love. You know, you get to that place where you are full. This love is fooling, it is feeling, it comes with this level of contentment. You just relax in it because you know he has your back. Like 
if God is for you, child of God, hey, if God is for you, and you didn't just you didn't just think it, it's not a rumor you heard, or maybe someone is does this thing and say, ah, do you know that God is for you? No, he told you himself. He said, I am for you. He said, I will never cause you shame. Remember that scripture in Joel, I think Joel 2, 28? He said, and my people shall never be ashamed. Aye. As if the saying is not enough, he gave his only begotten son. His only. Ah, you know, I, I, have, I have a natural inclination to what God must have been thinking when Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ, you know, he said, go and be the exchange for them. I, ha- I have one son, one biological son, many, many sons, but one biological son. You see, this is my son. Eh? No matter how tired I am feeling, as a matter of fact, it goes beyond being physically present. If I happen not to, ha- not to be around and I travel, and for any reason, he started feeling any kind of pain, where I am, where I am, I will start feeling pain. I will not be comfortable. I will call on the phone and say, hey, what about, what about my son? What about, I want to hear his voice, give him the phone. Then he now picks the phone and says, mom, mom, I'm not, I'm not feeling very strong. I say, I knew, I knew, that's why I called. This is just my natural. <laughs> and I knew, I knew, I knew you're not feeling. <laughs> but what I <was> say? <laughs> if you want to see the side of me that does not speak in tongues, <laughs> go and touch that boy. <laughs> Believe me, I will not follow you with tongue. <laughs> I will follow you with scriptures. <laughs> you can imagine that the love for his son. Now, God gave his only to die, to die for you and I, to die for us. This my son that I will not allow one single rash to appear on his body. If there is a rash on his body, you come and see all my scientific knowledge at work. I will deploy everything I ever know. To attack the, the rash, we think <laughs> I will invade the rash. One rash, but weapons of mass destruction will be deployed to kill that rash. The love of his son. But God gave his own to die, to be tortured, to be mocked, to be betrayed. He endured the shame because of us, because of us. And yet many, many can't even come to to believe it, to accept in that sacrifice. A lot are toying with the pain the father endured when his son, his only son hung on the cross. We mocked him, divided his clothes, the people he healed and cured demanded for his head. What a love. Do you begin to understand the fathomless, indescribable love of the father when he says that I love you? 
can you now begin to understand the satisfaction that comes with his love? Can you now trust and depend on that love? Father, we are grateful. Look beyond all forms of ingratitude ever expressed by humanity. For Jesus died for the whole world. And by him, all men are reconciled back to the Father. We are grateful. We are satisfied in your love, O oh Father. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, I am so sorry, esteemed family. I, I just I just heard of that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Today is Monday, the 15th of May, 2023. And I thank especially dear esteemed Sister Maka for this amazing opportunity to just, you know, ah, this is, this is, this is something, this is just an honor that I don't take granted. Coming into this year, I didn't say this coming. You could have done, you had multiple options to choose from. And yet you gave me this privilege. God bless you so much, ma. God bless you. I am indeed very grateful. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, who prompted you to do this. God bless you, ma. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's devotion. And we are going to get right into it. I promise I would not waste any, any more time or enter into any more places. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the themes and the topic for today's devotional, pastor says, don't be a prisoner of your past. Hey, this is one of those devotions that I will just, I, I'm praying that Sister Maka will just touch. Don't be a prisoner of your past. Our theme scripture is taken from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Pastor says there are those who are haunted by guilt and memories of the past. They are fighting so hard to overcome painful memories. They are in bondage to their past, probably because of some terrible things they had done or the hurts they suffered, and they've been living with the pain ever since. You need to understand what it means to be born again. <laughs> to be a new creation, child of God, you're a brand new person. You know, if this was a psalm, you would see Sila. Think about it. Take a second and think about it. No matter what you're doing, just, you may not post the action, but just silence every voice in your head and consider this. You are not the same person who had those horrible experiences. That person died in Christ. The new you is absorbed of all guilt, free of errors and imperfections. Free of errors and imperfection. Romans 5, 18, ah, spirit of the living God. Oh, I want to say something. Ah, 
the new person. You are free of errors and imperfections. Romans 5, 18 says, therefore, as by the offense of one judgment, as, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all, upon all men to condemnation. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. What a love. Jesus wasn't only delivered on account of our sins, he was also raised for our justification. Romans 4.25, what does this mean? It means you were declared not guilty, no charge against you. The reason is simple. You are a new creation, a brand new person without a past. So even if you did something wrong in the past that still makes you feel guilty, it's all based on memory and emotion. It is all based on memory and emotion, not wisdom. You learn nothing from it. It is all based on memories and emotion. Let's go. In Christianity, we don't walk by our feelings. We walk by faith. We live on the affirmation of God's word. Don't recollect a bitter experience you might have had many years ago and start crying that God should forgive you. Refuse to be held captive by guilt or memories of the past. Romans 4.25, Amplified Classic says, Jesus was raised from the dead for our acquittal, making our account balance and absorbing us from all guilt before God. When you came to Jesus, he makes you free from every kind of bondage. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. John 8, 36, hallelujah. You see, there is so much in this Mapsody today. Pastor is communicating so much to us. I, the first thing that the spirit of God is laying in my heart and in my spirit to say this morning is that there is this assumption people say that once beaten twice shy, we hear it, Abby. Or people say the best teacher is experience. Experience, of course, means your past. When something has happened to you, you learn from it, right? Now, I want to categorically tell us that the best teacher is the Holy Spirit. Nothing in your past is designed to teach you anything. That is why people are involved in cycles. And they will tell you that this happened to me and I am back to that place. So if you learned something when it happened, why are you back? Think about it. People see their lives happening as if they are in a loop, a repetition of events. 
attracting the same kind of people within their aeon, finding the same things happening within their aeon over and over after you had told yourself that I am learning from my past. So basically, learning ought to give you a forward movement, right? You're supposed to break out from that same decision that you have made in order to have new experiences, to face new realities, true or false. But look at it now. You think that there is something that your past has to teach you. And yet, after having sat down to tell yourself, yes, I made this mistake in the past and I have decided that I'm going to learn from it, not consulting the Holy Spirit, no, sir. You decided that your past is your best teacher. And now you took that decision, you sat down and decided to go and we are back. 365 days, we are back to that same spot. What has the past got to offer you? Because we unconsciously, though we are not of this world, yet we unconsciously yield ourselves to the beliefs of the world. That is why when you leave the world, child of God, leave it behind. Leave everything that it has to offer behind. Because when you think about it, it is all feelings, it is all memories, it is all emotion. And I dare tell you, not one decision made by emotion is guided by wisdom. It is the Holy Spirit that imparts wisdom. So do not let the past hold you captive. Don't think that there is any progress movement by looking backwards. You don't walk with your back. You cannot fix your gaze on the mistakes and hope that your legs will move you towards the future. No! You have to keep your eyes on the targets. That is why the scripture says, keep looking unto Jesus. Keep looking unto Jesus. Not keep an account of the past so that you won't make the same mistakes tomorrow. Mm -mm. It is unto Jesus. So do not substitute the ministry of the Holy Spirit for the experience of men. We often, often find ourselves in that conundrum. Do not substitute the ministry of the Holy Spirit with the experience of your past. There is nothing there that, will, that can reflect your tomorrow. There is nothing there designed to help your tomorrow. It's all going to hold you down give you PTSD, give you all manner of anxiety disorder. You start looking for patterns in your life that are not there. You start looking for patterns in your children that are not there because you can let go. Let go today and let God. You start calling into being things that have been buried, you unbury it and then you speak it into reality because you cannot let go. Let go, child of God. Let God. I don't care what it is. I don't care when it happened. Even if it happened just yesterday, let it go. 
Don't let your yesterday keep fighting your today because tomorrow will never come. Thank you. Wow, sorry. I'm so sorry for the time. Thank you very much, esteemed family, for being part of today's Rhapsody of Reality review segment. God bless you. And I will implore us to take more time and look into today's Rhapsody. There is so much, so much in it, so much that will help us, so much that Pastor is communicating to us. Thank you once again, dear esteemed Sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity. God bless you so much, Ma. I'll now hand over to dear esteemed Pastor Nyema, who will take us under further studies. Over to you, esteemed Mother Blessing. Thank you, esteemed Star Kevinos. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting at the moment. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion. And I will start with the further studies. Praise the Lord of the Rhapsody of Realities. Galatians chapter 6 from 14. But God forbid that I should glory, saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the and upon the issue of God. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the source of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of the of man, but God. Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the prayer together. Dear Father, I thank you for my new life in Christ. The divine nature in me has made me a master over circumstances. We dominion over the systems of this world. I serve you always with joy unspeakable and full of glory, unencumbered by sin or reproach. Thank you for making me righteous, holy and irreproachable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And we are still in the book of John, John chapter 7, taken from 1 to 24. Praise God. Message translation. Later, Jesus was going about his business in Galilee. He didn't want to travel in Judah because the Jews were looking for him for a chance to kill him. It was near the time of tabernacles, a feast observed annually by the Jews. His brother said, why don't you live here and go up to the feast so your disciples can get a look at the works you do? No one who intends to be publicly known does everything behind the scenes. If you are serious about what you are doing, come out in the open and show the world. His brothers were pushing him like this because they didn't believe in him either. Jesus came back at them. Don't pressure me. This isn't my time. It's your time. It's always your time. You have nothing to lose. The world has nothing against you. 
is up in arms against me. It's against me because I expose the evil behind these pretensions. You go ahead, go up to the feast, don't wait for me. I am not ready. It's not the right time for me. He said this and stayed on in Galilee. But later, after his family had gone up to the feast, he also went, but he kept out of the way, careful not to draw attention to himself. The Jews were already out looking for him, asking around, where is that man? There was a lot of contentious talk about him circulating through the crowds. Some were saying he's a good man, but others said not so. He's selling snake oil. This kind of talk went on in guarded whispers because of the intimidating Jewish leaders. Caption, could it be the Messiah? With the feast already half over, Jesus showed up in the temple teaching. The Jews were impressed but puzzled. How does he know so much without being schooled? Jesus said, I didn't make this up. What I teach comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who wants to do his way can test his teaching and know whether it's from God or whether I'm making it up. The person making things up tries to make himself look good. But someone trying to honor the one who sent him sticks to the facts and doesn't tamper with reality. It was Moses, wasn't it? Who gave you God's law? But none of you are leaving it. So why are you trying to kill me? The crowd said, you are crazy. Who is trying to kill you? You are demon possessed. Jesus said, I did one miraculous thing a few months ago and you are still standing around getting all upset, wondering what I'm up to. Moses prescribed circumcision originally. Moses prescribed circumcision originally it came not from Moses, but from his ancestors. And so you circumcise a man, dealing one part of his body, even if it's a Sabbath. You do this in order to preserve one item in the law of Moses. So why are you upset with me? Because, I'm, because I made a man's whole body well on the Sabbath. Don't be hypocritical. Sorry, don't be hypercritical. Use your head and heart to discern what is right to test what is authentically right. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. I say we thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you, and I love you. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Old Testament segment, a one-year Bible in plan. So today, we'll be looking at First Kings chapter 15, to 17. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed um, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. The caption Abijah and Judah. Verse 1 In the 18th year of the rule of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Abijah took over the throne of Judah. He ruled in Jerusalem three years. <laughs> He ruled in Jerusalem three years. His mother was Maka, daughter of Absalom. He continued to sin just like his father before him. He was not true-hearted to God in his great grand, as his great-grandfather David had been. But despite that, out of respect for David, his God graciously gave him a lamb, a son to follow him and keep Jerusalem secure 
But David had lived an exemplary life before God all his days, not going off on his own in willful defiance of God's clear directions, except for that time with Uriah the Hittites. Mm. But war continued between Abijah and Jeroboam the whole time. The rest of Abijah's life, everything he did is written in the chronicles of the kings of Judah, but the war with Jeroboam was the dominant theme. Abijah died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son, Asa, was king after him. In the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa began his rule over Judah. He ruled for 41 years in Jerusalem. His grandmother's name was Maka. Asa conducted himself well before God, reviving the ways of his ancestor, David. He cleaned house. He got rid of the sacred prostitutes and threw out all the idols his predecessors had made. Esa spared nothing and no one. He went so far as to remove Queen Maka from her position because she had built a shockingly obscene memorial to the whole goddess Asherah. Esa tore it down and burned it up in the Kidron Valley. Unfortunately, he didn't get rid of the local sex and religion shrines. But he was well-intentioned. His heart was in the right place, in tune with God. All the gold and silver vessels and artifacts that he and his father had consecrated for holy use, he installed in the temple. <coughs> but through much of his reign, there was war between Esau and Basha, king of Israel. Basha, king of Israel, started it by building a fort at Ramah and closing the border between Israel and Judah so no one could enter or leave Judah. Esau took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the temple of God and the royal palace, gave it to his servants and sent them to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezion, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus with this message, let's make a treaty like the one between our fathers, showing my good faith with this gift of silver and gold, break your deal with Basha, king of Israel, so he will quit fighting against me. Then Hadad went along with King Esa and sent out his troops against the towns of Israel. He attacked Ijon, or Ijon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Makkah, and the entire region of Kinnereth, including Naphtali. When Basha got the reports, he quit fortifying Ramah and pulled back to Terzar. Then King Esa issued orders to everyone in Judah, no exemptions, to haul away the logs and stones Basha had used in the fortification of Ramah and used them to fortify Geba in Benjamin and Mizpah. The full account of Esa's life, all the great things he did and the fortifications he constructed is written in the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah. In his old age, he developed severe gout. Then Esa died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son, Jehoshaphat, became king after him. Verse 25, Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel. In the second year of Esa's rule in Judah, he was king of Israel two years. He was openly evil before God, followed in the footsteps of his father, who both sinned and made Israel sin. It's 
actually the most painful parts. That through the scriptures, someone was recognized as one who made Israel sin. Verse 27, Basha, son of Ahijah, of the tribe of Issachar, ganged up on him and attacked him at the Philistine town of Gibeth, while Nadab and the Israelites were doing battle there. Basha killed Nadab in the third year of Esa, king of Judah, and became Israel's next king. As soon as he was king, he killed everyone in Jeroboam's family. There wasn't a living soul left to the name of Jeroboam. Basha wiped them out totally, just as God's servant Ahijah of Shiloh had prophesied. Punishment for Jeroboam's sin, for making Israel sin, for making the God of Israel thoroughly angry. The rest of Nedab's life, everything else it did, is written in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. There was continuous war between Esa and Basha, king of Israel. So much I could say about this, but let's continue. In the third year of Esa, king of Judah, Basha, son of Ahijah, became king in Tezah over Israel. He ruled 20 years, 24 years, was openly evil before God, walking in the footsteps of Jeroboam, who both sinned and made Israel sin. Chapter 16, the word of God came to Jehu, son of Hanani. This message of Basha, I took you from nothing, a complete nobody, and set you up as the leader of my people Israel. But you plodded along <clears throat> in the roots of Jeroboam, making my people Israel sin and making me see over their sin. And now the consequences are we born Basha and his regime to cinders. The identical fate of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Basha's people who die in the city will be eaten by scavenger dogs. Carrion crows will eat the ones who die in the country. The rest of Basha's life, the record of his regime, is written in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Basha died and was buried with his ancestors in Terza. His son, Elah, was king after him. That's the way it was with Basha. Through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani, God's word came to him and his regime because of his life of open evil before God and his making God so angry, a chip of the block of Jeroboam, even though God had destroyed him. In the 26th year of Esau, king of Judah, Elah, son of Basha, became, began his rule. He was king in Terza only two years. One day, when he was at the house of Azar, the palace manager, drinking himself drunk, Zimri, captain of half his chariot force, conspired against him. Zimri slipped him, knocked Ela to the ground, and killed him. This happened in the 27th year of Esau, king of Judah. Zimri then became the king. Zimri had no sooner become king, and he killed everyone connected with Basha, got rid of them all like so many street dogs, relatives and friends alike. Zimri totally wiped out the family of Basha, just as God's word delivered by the prophet Jehu had said, which is for the sins of Basha and his son, Elah, not only for their sins, but for dragging Israel into their sins and making the God of Israel angry with their 
stupid idols the rest of Eli's life, what he said and did is written in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Now, Zimri of Israel. Zimri was king in Tezah for all of seven days during the 27th year of the reign of Esa, king of Judah. The Israelite army was on maneuvers near the Philistine town of Gibeon at the time when they got the report. Zimri has conspired against the king and killed him right there in the camp they made. In the camp, they made Omri commander of the army. King Omri and the army immediately left Gibeon and attacked Tezah. When Zimri saw that he was surrounded and as good as dead, he entered the palace citadel, set the place on fire and died. It was a feat for Okay, it was a fit for it was a fit end for his sins for living a flagrantly evil life before God, walking in the footsteps of Jeroboam, sinning and then dragging Israel into his sins. As for the rest of Zimri's life, along with his infamous conspiracy, it's all written in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Now, Omri of Israel. After that, the people of Israel were split right down the middle. Half favored Tibne, son of Ginath, as king, and half wanted Omri. Eventually, the Omri side proved stronger than the Tibne side. Tibne ended up dead, and Omri king. Omri took over as king of Israel in the 31st year of the reign of Esa, king of Judah. He ruled for 12 years. The first six in Tezah, he then bought the hill Samaria from Shema for 150 pounds of silver. He developed the hill and named the city. That he built Samaria after its original owner Shema. But as far as God was concerned, Omri lived an evil life, set new records in evil. He walked in the footsteps of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who not only sinned but dragged Israel to, into his sins, making God angry. Such an empty-headed, empty-hearted rest of Omri's life, the mark he made on his times is written in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Omri died and was buried in Samaria. His son Ahab was the next king after him. Ahab, son of Omri, became king of Israel in the 38th year of Esa, king of Judah. Ahab, son of Omri, was king over Israel for 22 years. He ruled from Samaria. Ahab, son of Omri, did even more open evil child before God than anyone yet, a new champion in evil. <laughs> it wasn't enough for him to copy the sins of Jeroboam son of David. No, he went all out first by marrying Jezebel. Number one, daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and then by serving and worshiping the god Baal. He built a temple for Baal in Samaria and then furnished it with an altar for Baal. Hmm. Was he went on and built a shrine to the sacred poor Asherah. He made the God of Israel angrier than all the previous kings of Israel put together. It was under Ahab's rule that Heel of Bethel refortified Jericho, but at a terrible cost, he ritually sacrificed his firstborn son Abiram at the laying of the foundation and his youngest son Segu 
at the setting up of the gates. This is exactly what Joshua, son of Nun, said would happen. Sorry. Chapter 17. And then this happened. Elijah, the Tishbite, from among the settlers of Gilead, confronted him as surely as God lives. The God of Israel, before whom I stand in obedient service, the next years are going to see a total drought, not a drop of dew or rain, unless I see otherwise. God then told Elijah, get out of here and fast for the man. He head east and hide out at the Kerith ravine on the other side of the Jordan. You can drink fresh water from the river. I have ordered the ravens to feed you. Elijah obeyed God's order. He went and capped the Kerith Canyon on the other side of the Jordan. And sure enough, ravens brought him meal. Both breakfast and supper, he, and he drank from the brook. Eventually, the brook dried up because of the droughts. Then God spoke to him, get up and go to Zarephath in Sidon and live there. I have instructed a widow. I've instructed a woman who lives there, a widow, to feed you. So he got up and went to Zarephath. As he came to the entrance of the village, he met a woman, a widow, gathering firewood. He asked her, please, would you bring me a little water in a job? I need a drink. As she went to get it, he called out, and while you are at it, would you bring me something to eat? She said, I swear, as surely as your God lives, I don't have so much as a biscuit. I have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a bottle. You found me scratching together just enough firewood to make a last meal for my son and me. After we eat it, we will die, said the woman. Elijah said to her, don't worry about a thing. Go ahead and do what you have said. But first, make a small biscuit for the man of God and bring it back here. <laughs> then go ahead. And make a meal from what is left for you and your son. <laughs> no matter how many times I read this, it always gets me. This is the word of the God of Israel, Sakaya. The jar of flour will not run out, and the bottle of oil will not become empty before God sends rain on the land and ends this drought. And she went right off and did it. Did just as Elijah asked. And it, and it turned out, as he said, daily food for her and her family. Jar of meal didn't run out and the bottle of oil didn't become empty. God's promise fulfilled to the letter, exactly as Elijah had delivered it. Later on, the woman's son became sick sickness took a turn for the worse, and then he stopped breathing. The woman said to Elijah, why did you ever show up here in the first place? A holy man barging in, exposing my sins and killing my son. Elijah said, and may your son. Then took him from her bosom, carried him up to the loft where he was staying and laid him on his bed. 
Then he prayed, oh God, my God, why have you brought this terrible thing on this widow who has opened her home to me? Why have you killed her son? Three times he stretched himself out full length on the boy, praying with all his might. God, my God, put breath back into this boy's body. Oh, God, listen to Elijah's prayer and put breath back into this body. He was alive. Somebody say, I'm alive. <laughs> Elijah picked the boy up, carried him downstairs from the lot and gave him to his mother. Here is your son, said Elijah. Alive, hallelujah. The woman said to Elijah, I see it all now. You are a holy man. When you speak, God speaks. Say Kobaya, a true word. This is why we say the word of God in the mouth of a Christian is God talking. Look at it here. See, when you speak, God speaks a true word. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a blessed day. And I hand over to Esteem Brahmatis. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to esteemed Mr. Marka for this great privilege. Thank you so much, Ma, for this awesome privilege. And thank you, everyone, for joining. We'll be affirming this morning, I walk in righteousness, I walk in love. Praise God. As you're making this affirmation, remember what we read in today's Rhapsody. And let the consciousness of it dawn in you. And you'll be ready to let go of whatever it is you've had in your mind against anyone whatsoever, whoever, whatever it is, be conscious of it. Praise God. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. This is what we'll be affirming this morning. Praise God. I'll be affirming. We're making this affirmation five times this morning to the glory of God. Praise be God forevermore. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, Shakatalabaya. Yes, we walk in love. At this point, we'll be going into the communion segment of our meeting. And our text is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23. Praise God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Gabdo Guido, Gabdo Guido, Gabdo Guido. You know, the Holy Ghost was just telling me that he said, in the scripture, um, I think it's First John, when he talks about um, and the life was manifested, and we have seen it. Then he now said, Jesus said to us, he said, I am the way, the truth, and life. He's the life that was manifested. He even said, I am the resurrection and life. And then we say, Christ is our life. If the one who is life is our life, 
then we are the way, we are the truth, we are life. When we show up, life was manifested. When we show up, life, life is manifested. Wherever we show up, life is manifested. As we take to this communion, be conscious that you are life. Everything about you gives life. Ah, life grows, life expands, life increases. Anything that has life, one of the characteristics of a living thing, it grows, it increases. You will increase so much this week. You will grow, your growth this week, will, it will surprise many. It will, it will, it, in fact, it will be inexplicable by the power of God's spirits. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, the, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Take that bread. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. Oh, we are the life that was manifested to our world. Everywhere we show up, life is manifested. Nothing dies around us. We give life. The Bible says the first Adam was a living soul. But the last Adam, the second and the last Adam was a life-giving spirit. And we have the stock of the second and last Adam. We are the stock, we have the stock of Jesus Christ. We are life-giving spirits. And we speak life to our families. We speak life to, our, to everyone connected to us. We speak life to our businesses. We speak life to our bank accounts. We speak life. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, we invoke growth, growth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Speedy expansion by the power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Hallelujah. After this man, I also took the cup when he has stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years of as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you too show the lost death till he come. Tipo clash, the pranikida hakadei. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Go ahead and take the cup now. Life. Life. I am life. I give life. I am life. I restore life. I am life. I make everything to have life. Life is in me. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. I am born of God. I overcome the world this day and every day of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Once again, I would like to say a very big thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Maka, for this great privilege. And thank you, everyone. Ensure you have a most remarkable week full of life, full of growth full of increase and expansion in Jesus' name. Amen. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to Justin Pastor Deborah. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Justin Brother Martins. Thank you, Justin co-hosts. It's been an amazing time in fellowship with God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now it's the celebration segment, and we're going to do this very quickly. If it's your birthday, the birthday of a loved one, please come to the chat room and let us know 
what we are celebrating with you about. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If it's also your first time of joining us and inspired by the word, we'd love to welcome you. Please come to the chat room. Let us know your full name, what state or city you're connected from. If you are connected from Nigeria, from outside Nigeria, let us know the country. And of course, we invited you. Glory to God. Okay, sister. Elvira says today is my brother's birthday. His name is Temisan. Happy, happy birthday to Temisan. Sister Vanessa says it's my birthday today. Glory to God. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sister Vanessa. We love you. We love you so much. Glory to God. Um, Estelle Harriet says today is my sister and dear friend's birthday. Estelle Chidima Ihe de Morris, happy happy birthday, Chidima. Sope Ajiboye says today is my regional and zonal pastor's 60th birthday. Pastor Gabriel Omori give a happy birthday to the esteemed Pastor Gabriel. Glory to God. Oxana says, it's my daughter's birthday, Gabriella. Happy birthday to Gabriella. We love you dearly. Sister, esteemed Dickiness, Abosade says, today is my original pastor's 60th birthday, the highly esteemed pastor Gabriel Omari Giver. Happy, happy birthday, sir. Glory to God. Brother Edwin says, yesterday was my pastor's wedding anniversary. Pastor, pastor, the um, Pastor Victor and Inkechi Eko. Happy, happy wedding anniversary to them. Well, this is the Chidema Constance says, It's my birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Chidema. Oh, glory to God. Okay. Shoemimo says, It's esteemed, it's my highly esteemed. Pastor Gabriel Omori give us 60th birthday today. Happy, happy birthday. Glory to God. Sister Mutinta says today is my niece's birthday. Her name is Loshomo and she turns eight. And we celebrate the life of her mother who went to do the Lord after giving birth to her. We celebrate her. Happy birthday to your niece. Happy, happy birthday. Sister Joy Rich says today is my esteemed regional pastor's birthday. Glory, glory, glory to God. Happy birthday to all our celebrants. And if today is your birthday in the house, esteemed sister Vanessa, please reach out to esteemed sister Glennis. She's going to be posting her WhatsApp number right away. Please reach out to her and we'll celebrate you further. Congratulations, congratulations. Lord, we thank you for every one of our loved ones, oh God, who are celebrating today. Oh, we bless your name for the name of God. Your lives are from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from blessings to blessings. And we thank you for our dear sisters in the house. Yes, Sister Chidima and Sister Vanessa, we thank you for their lives are beautiful. Yes, it is a victory parade every day of this month and the rest of your life. 
Victories, victories everywhere. Victories, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Victories, victories. Kapora Mande. Everywhere, in every place, they have the victory. Hallelujah. Never disadvantaged. They are always on top. Hallelujah. They are moving from one level of glory to glory, from one level of beauty to another. Oh, Shakea la Mongra Descatalamanda Casataya. Oh, blessed be God. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Congratulations and happy birthday once again. We love you so dearly. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Mr. Maka, for this opportunity. I am grateful and I do not take it lightly. Over to you, Ma. Thank you all so very much. Ileke sunto saka saka ila bayantala kaya shalunzaka tele kretis ferendeleke sondolo gova sakata makaya tala ko seke tele vago shakata manti la gabanda la kusakaba ragabash anta rakati rakati eleke sotolo gova shata oh your word is life your word is life your word is life your word is life. Your word is life. Everywhere it enters, it brings life. Brings life into every situation on which it is applied. Your word is life. Your word works all the time, at every point in time. Your word is dependable. Your word is trustworthy. Your word has integrity. It can be trusted to mean what he says and to say what he means. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the efficacy of your word in our lives. Oh, Lord God, in this house, we will see prophecies fulfilled in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mandele bara dege vasoto kubara daga vashanta makaya daga vashanda la daga zundele kredisa e zundele kesoto kubashanta razeza za ida bayara kusakaya. Lord, prophecies are being fulfilled in this house. The things that you've told us that we would do, the things that you said that we will see happen for us. This is that day. The time is now, Lord. Lord, to the one who believes you said all things are possible. He didn't ask what he believes about. You just know that if he believes that something is possible, it is possible. Lord, I pray for those who in this house have been saying that they would do billions as tight. I pray for those who have been saying that your minimum account balance is in the billions. I declare that the extraordinary strategies who networks people, who networks events, who networks Works opportunities, who networks resources. I pray that he will bring them into tables in the billions. 
tables of the billions. He will bring them into opportunities of the billions. They will be brought in just to make the profit. I declare that in this house, many will be brought into organizations, companies, and institutions that they did not found just so that they can be made shareholders and they can profit in the billions. They will yet you look at their account balances and see that indeed the minimum was in the billions. Lord, the time is now. The time is now for you to do it. The time is now for you to do it. They have said it out of faith. They have said it again and again. There were times when they would say it didn't look like it, but they said it anyway. They believed it. Now is the time for you to do, O oh Lord. Now is the time for you to do, O oh Lord. I send out money angels. I send out wealth angels today. Ariza Antula Bagashanta Fala Kaba E Seketelevaya Mandele Bradeza Giza Ataa Ashula Vradis Alisa Atta Alegeva Sotokobaya. Oh ha 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 when you told that disciple to go to the sea and that the first fish you caught has money in his mouth. It was one of the most unusual ways for money to have come. Lord, you are not limited by the means of man. You are not limited by the channels that men have created. You are not limited by the only no, the knowledge of how money comes that men have established. You are an innovator. You are an inventor. You are an extraordinary strategist. You are a creator. Baya zagade lekete levende legebashata. The time has come. Your children are ready for the billions. Your children are ready for the billions. Your children are ready for the billions. Isefeleko sakabaya. Brothers and sisters, this morning, when I connected to the devotion, the Spirit of God guided me to calculate how long we have been having the devotion. Today is day 849. Tomorrow is day 850. I don't know the significance of 850, but from tomorrow, from tomorrow, from tomorrow, day 850, since we started this devotion on the 17th of January, 2022, 2021 rather, from tomorrow, there are opportunities that will be networked to you. There are resources that will be networked to you. And especially those of you who have yielded to the training of the Holy Ghost throughout this journey. There were days the Holy Spirit said, drop this, you dropped it. There were days the Holy Spirit said, start this and you start this. You see, it wasn't so much about the thing that you were dropping or the thing that you were starting. It was the training of obedience, the training of yieldedness that the Spirit of God wanted to get from you. It was him telling you that go in this direction and you went. It was the yieldedness he was looking for. And the spirit of God says to you, from tomorrow, day 850, I will bring you into tables just to close deals and make profit. They would have done all the work. They would have done all the work. Aya, aya. Asele fratala gabashanta. 
I'll tell you a quick testimony so you would understand how these things will play out. One of my mentors, so one day, some expatriates called him. There were about three of them. And they, they are not Nigerians, but they had this stuff they were doing in Nigeria. They were done with all the process and everything was okay. But they needed a Nigerian for them to complete the transaction. And according to national constitution, I don't know if it's, it's common in every place, but according to national constitution, there are certain investments that you cannot access in a country until a citizen is brought in. And the citizen who is brought in ha must have a minimum of 25% of the organization. So overnight, this my mentor was brought in into this um, transactions. He was made a 25% shareholder of an organization that he had no business about. Brothers and sisters, those opportunities are about to hit you. They are about to hit you. They will come to you. They will come looking for you. There are some of you, you'll be sitting in a reception of a hotel. You went, I, I see a, a brother. You, you were summoned to a hotel to come and see someone that you know. While waiting at the reception, somebody walks up to you, makes friends with you, introduces himself, and that is that was the meeting. That was how within 24 hours, you were called and brought into this transaction. The angels will do it. There will be no effort from you. The efforts from you have been made before today, says the Spirit of God. Those times when you took Project Message it is seriously, those times when the Lord told you about things that you should do, he told you pull out of these transactions. There were profits in the transactions, but you know that the Holy Spirit wanted you out and you obeyed. Those times when you yielded when it was not convenient, those were your tests and you have passed them. He said, the season is now. I will bring you into this transaction. I will cause your words to come to pass. You will see the reality of the affirmations that you have made through the months, through the weeks, through the years. Not on my words that you have spoken that came out of your mouth in faith will fall to the ground, says the spirit of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone who is giving an offering, even at this moment, as we end this devotion. Thank you for all the daily offering givers. You told me at some point that my harvest will come in the thousands. You said for every seed I sow, you said you would give me at least a thousandfold harvest. And for the seed of Abraham, the blessing which you bless the seed of Abraham, he is able to, by that blessing, bless others. And today I declare that for many, by virtue of their seeds, by virtue of their offerings, by virtue of their money seeds sown, they qualify for the billions. And this is that day. As they enter into the 850, the time is now, Lord, the billions in the billions, in the billions, in the billions. It will be commonplace in this house. It will be commonplace in this house. We will make the billions look like nothing, like Solomon made silver, like sand in Jerusalem, says the Spirit of God. 
in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Congratulations, esteemed family. I want to thank you all for joining today's devotion. Thank you to all the co-hosts for all the different different segments handled. I'd like us to unmute our mics at this moment and share the benediction. God bless you and have a good and the great Father, the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, Amen.